This is a podcast from 3RRR, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. It's just gone, coming up to two minutes past nine. That is nine. You're listening to 102.73 Triple R Time for this week's edition of Radio Marinara. We are the program about all things wet and salty. My name's Bron Burton. And I'm Dr. Sir. Hi, Dr. Sir. I'm back again. I'm very, 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 very well. It's a lot of varies. Because I'm unemployed. Right. <laughs> I don't I don't have any KPIs in my life anymore. You're looking at me with the stress lines on my face and, you know. I have got KPIs, but they're to do with my new board. Right. <laughs> How many times you. I ride it. But no, the surf's been good. Weather's good. Daylight right. savings finished. Footy started. It's a big day. Oh, yeah, we're not talking good. about the footy from last night, though. Uh, Are we? Yeah, that's standard got off to procedure. such a good start, Doctor Sir. Standard procedure. We long suffering. Little Gary's back. <laughs> He's running around in the hoops. Right. It warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> Gotta love little Gary. <laughs> anyway, we won't we won't talk about sport other than bells, which I'll have a chat about later. Excellent. Thank you, Tim, very much. Yeah, thank you, Tim. He played Fairport Convention. Mm. Very nice. Thank you to uh, Andrew Minga. For soulful bits, mm. um, played some Robert Plant today. Yeah. Did you hear that? Driving no. up, you got some soulful bits today. You've We're doing gospel, um, but bluegrass gospel, so don't panic. <laughs> and one, the first track's got a little story about it, so I'll, t- I'll talk about. We'll that. We'll introduce that in a bit, uh, and uh, and a special guest, Doctor Garbage. We've got lots of guests lined up. Yes, tell tell us about Doctor Garbage. Doctor Garbage is my friend Rob Kerno, who is an expert in littering. Not and why, he, he why people do it. do it and how to prevent it. But right. um, we'll be talking about um, an event coming up uh, in September this year called World Cleanup Day. But we'll also be talking about keeping places that we care about clean. 
Excellent. And we're going to get a surf report from you too, yep. as you mentioned. Then the second half of the program, we're um, turning our attentions to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which has kicked off. And there's a whole truckload of marine-themed comedy acts this year, Dr. Surf. I'm amazed that they got up this early. That's our our very, guests. Yeah. It's impressive. It's a very impressive effort. So. Yep. We're very grateful to them. So uh, Paul Burke and Cam Venn are going to come in and talk about their uh, act called Attack of the Plastic Time Monsters, their show, So, um, which will follow on very nicely from our discussion with Rob about mm. littering. And then uh, we've got Ed Dollister and Kelly Clifford who are going to come in and talk about their act or their, their, um, their show, Dead Men Tell No Jokes which is a bit of a rollicking, rocking send-up of adventure and tyranny on the high seas. Mm, sounds good. So it's going to be great. Great fun. And, uh, oh, yeah, happy Easter. Yeah. More chocolate. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake of looking in the mirror yesterday. Oh, my God. Like I surf four times a week and there's, oh, I'm like eight months pregnant and it's the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And the, you you, um, you don't do the hot cross buns, do you? No, I don't like them. No, I like them too much. Anyway, let's do um, some weather. Do you want me to do it or would yeah, you like you to do it? Yeah, you can do it. I'll do it. 26 today, that's pretty nice. Yeah. That's a nice Easter Sunday day. It's nice and day. crisp this morning. That's it. I should have said it was 46. It's also April Fool's Day today. <laughs> I've just put in a spoiler review <laughs> for anyone out there who's about to be pranked. My kids have already started pranking each other this morning. It's going to be a long day. Um, but they have to stop at midday. Yes. Yeah, true. So there's only three hours left mm. of it. 26 cloudy light winds becoming norwesterly, 15 to 25 kilometres an hour in the middle of the day, then shifting 15 to 20 kilometres an hour southerly in the early evening. Tomorrow, 21 partly cloudy, 21 also for Tuesday, 23 on Wednesday, 23 on Thursday. Very stable weather this week. And then 20 and a few showers on Friday. So pretty uh, stable, low 20s and dry all week. Hmm. The tide times, if you're heading out on the water, we are heading for a high tide. We've already had our low tide at 6am. Heading for a high tide at Point Lonsdale at 12.38 and then a low tide at 6.28. This evening, we'll do a surf forecast a little bit later. I think we should do that. You want a surf report now? Yeah, let's do it Pretty good, go. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> it's been good since Monday. It, right. The, well, the dreaded easterlies have gone away, hopefully forever. Yep. And we, we're into that westerly flow and there's been some great swells coming in. Bells has been very lucky. But look, the swells dropped a little bit since yesterday, but there's still good waves, particularly in the Torquay area. But be prepared to share a lot of people down there. Well, it's holidays now, mm. long weekend, a lot of people out there. Mm. Not that I would know. I'm um, just guessing. But yeah, there's... Well, Friday morning I got some great waves and it's just the local boys. But be prepared to share. I think that's the best way to look at it. It's a good lesson in life, isn't it, really? Good, good. It's a bit scary, though. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a few little bits of news before we put some music on. and um, I've got a little bit too. Have you? Oh, you go first. Okay. Surf news. Three bits of news. First one, Billabong's gone down. Billabong has followed Quicksilver uh, to be taken over by uh, an American venture capitalist banking group. Um, So that means from uh, the old days when they were all run by surfers, the only one left of the big three is um, Rip Curl. And that's up for sale. 
Uh, Billabong and Quicksilver over capitalised and, and basically went over and they've been bought up. The, the brand has been bought up by American uh, venture capitalists, so... It's a bit sad, but mm. that's what happens when you get too big too quickly. Uh, secondly, um, Bells Beach is on. The, the surf comp is on at the moment. They're experiencing fantastic surf. Um, and this one is notable because it's the last competition for Mick Fanning, oh, yeah. three times world champion. And I don't know if you saw on Tuesday, Mick gave his farewell um, uh News conferences. It was on. It was on, on the news, and it was just a joy to watch. Just a very positive guy. This is the guy I remember who got attacked by a great white shark mm. in South Africa, and, and basically turned around and punched its lights out. So, and, and it, it was for me. It was just a nice contrast. He's he was up. He's, yeah, I've had a great career, and now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to do that. Just a contrast with the blithering. Bleating. Oh, we're not going to mention in AFL oh. players. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm not mentioning <laughs> that other sport. Who who come to the end of their career and burst into tears because they suddenly realise they've got to go and get a job like the rest of us. Yes. Anyway, good on you, Mick. You're my hero. That's great. And that's the end of my news. Bit of a shout out to um to Tulum Cafe down Balnaring Beach. They um put on a special um Fano burger this oh. weekend. Really? Yeah. I'm going to go down and get one in honour of Mick Fanning's. I'll Korea. definitely go down and get one. Yeah, go and ask him about the Fano burger. <laughs> Has it got shark in Say it? Say bronzing it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sustainable. Sustainably fished shark. That's very clever. <laughs> um, big shout out to wonderful people down at, at Chulham. They're um, triple R subscribers, hmm. Dr Surf. Beautiful bell narrowing. A couple of quick things. Um, look... Every time the RACV magazine comes around, it's just a reminder that I forgot to cancel it because, uh, of course, it's just, in my view, it's it's a waste of paper. But I was kind of glad I hadn't cancelled it just yet. I will do it this week. Uh, there's a really great story on Peter Dan's work down at Phillip Island Nature Parks and some of the innovative work they've been doing at um, working with uh, technological advancements to clean oil off penguins. Oh. So it's a really cool um, article and we will make contact with Peter Dan. We haven't spoken with him for a while. But it's basically a wand. It's it's this kind of stick that gets waved over and there's a chemical reaction um, that occurs with, with what's in the wand and then the oil that's on the penguins' backs and it basically just um, uh, deactivates it, I suppose. And this is real? Yeah. It's not April Fool's? No, 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 this is real. <laughs> It sounds like what my daughter used to do with her magic wand. Yeah. Magic, magic, magic. Oh, right. But this is real. No, this is real. So it's pretty cool. Commercial grade powder consisting of absorbent particles of around 40 microns in size. And so it reacts with the oil on the penguins' backs and turns it into something that's not harmful. So pretty well, cool. We'll have to get him on the show. Yes, we'll do that. That's on my homework list of things to do. The other thing I wanted to mention really quickly, and then we'll put a track on, um, as we've already mentioned, uh, we've got some wonderful guests coming in today talking about their shows for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I wanted to mention a few others that are on that um, we weren't able to get them in, but um, Splash Test Dummies. There's a whole bunch of really good uh, good kids-based comedy acts and shows that are on. So Splash Test Dummies, it's um, from the makers of hit show Trash Test Dummies comes a new production of Oceanic Proportion. Splash test dummies are here, ready to roll out beach towels and spring into a new hour of circus-filled hilarity for the whole family. So, of course, it's school holidays over the next two weeks mm. here in Victoria as well, so you can um, get along to see splash test dummies. Uh, what else have I got? Um, How to Swim with Dolphins by Correspondence. <laughs> so this is <laughs> this is a bit of theatre. Uh, for too long.
long there's been no comedy inspired by a study to tell if depression can be treated by swimming with dolphins until now. After a sold-out run of How to English Harder, Jennifer Wong uh, returns with a brand-new, officially unaccredited course, two weeks only. Please note dolphin appearance to be confirmed. So um, that's on an ACME best thing to do is just to get yourself a copy of the uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival Guide and um, check out some acts that you might like to see, but yep, can recommend those too. And we're looking forward to having our guests in shortly. Hmm. We're going to play some music now and um, putting. I'm going to actually, even though you've chosen this one, Dr Surf, this one um, we're going to play for my son. Uh, it's his 13th birthday today. Is it? Yeah. So happy birthday, Huey. Happy birthday, Huey. He's listening. Can we play this one for him? Sure. What are we playing? We're playing Jubilee. It comes from the American Epic soundtrack, which is a TV show that was on um, Foxtel Arts last year. All I'll say is if you're interested in in music, you have to watch this documentary because it's about the first time a mobile recording studio went out to the back blocks of America about 100 years ago. And um, Jack White put this um, show together and they built a copy of this machine. And basically this machine's like a Heath Robertson, um, lots of gears, lots of brass. And But the thing that I thought fascinating about it, it was powered by this huge weight that was attached to a seat belt and you wound the weight up and then the length of time it took for the weight to go down was 2 minutes 50 seconds and every track is under 2 minutes 50 oh, seconds. Wow. And then it, it was a wax disc. But what he did is he got together some, some current... Um, Music stars. I mean, anyone from from um, Elton John was on it, and Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. And but this is a track by the country singer Ashley Munro. They're singing original, old school um, music. This is uh, gospel bluegrass. A track called Jubilee. And welcome back. That was uh, Ashley Munro, Jubilee, from the American Epic soundtrack. And one of the, the last thing I'll say about it is that if they wanted to get louder, they just walk closer to the microphone. Mm. If they wanted to get softer, they just walk the other way. It's <laughs> just school. classic. That's great. Anyway, moving right along, we are now, it's my great pleasure to okay. announce that we're joined by Dr. Garbage. G'day. G'day, Dr. Garbage. You, can we use your real name? Oh, you can. <laughs> Dr. Garbage is my friend Rob Kerno from the Peninsula, who I've surfed with over the years, and it wasn't until quite recently that I realised that he's a world expert in littering. Watching people throwing rubbish onto the ground and putting it into the bin and all over Australia. Can you just give us a, a brief update of your career highlights? Oh, uh, You've got ten seconds. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what so my dad did to me when I went overseas. He said, you've got ten minutes to tell me about all your highlights of a year's work. Um, we basically spent uh, 25 years watching people in public places uh, dispose of consumable items, many of whom put it in the bin, but many of whom also litter. And what we do is use a thing called the litter spy technology, where we compare what people say with what they do. And who funded all this this work. This is what fascinated me. Uh, we've, we've generally been working with a, a combination of people, industry, uh, community groups, local government, trying to get collaboration on behaviour change programs where we're looking to help influence and build on what people are actually doing rather than uh, and doing things with them rather than doing things to them. 
And so this this was so that your funders could design spaces or, or what were they getting? Basically, the, the idea of uh, a lot of the work that Australia has led the world in is prevention. So public place design, looking for things like crime prevention through environmental design, looking at how to get people to use facilities, uh, bin-for-structure as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time I've done any marketing, bin-for-structure. Anyway, and it didn't really catch on. Um, but the, the public places have an impact on people's behaviour and a lot of that's subtle. And we can actually measure the impact of well-presented, well-maintained places compared to places that are more anonymous, where there's no sense of social connection, where people don't have that sense of ownership and engagement. Mm. And you've written a book about this. We have. Uh, we're doing a special for uh, uh, April Fool's Day <laughs> and Triple R listeners. Uh, if you go to Literology, you'll see that it's absolutely free for the next month. And that's a result of a trip we've just done in Russia, talking to ecologists across Russia uh, who don't have any money. And indeed, for the first time, I was paid in chocolate for doing oh, a presentation. That'd be dangerous. <laughs> I can think of worse ways to be paid. It was great. So is it a global scene, the study of littering? Absolutely. There's a worldwide movement coming this year, which is part of the reason for me coming in today, a thing called Let's Do It, Clean Up the World. September 15, 2018, around the world, 380 million volunteers were targeting. It's a stretch target, 150 countries. So I've just come back from Estonia where we met and conferred and talked about how we can all work together to clean up on that particular day. The goodwill seems to be out there. There's all sorts of... We, we hear a lot about... Um little local projects to go out there. Obviously, there's Clean Up Australia Day, which is a really big one-day event. But there's also lots and lots of other stuff that's going on, um, particularly within the marine environment. So Tangaroa Blue being an example, the work that they do. Um, There are dive groups sort of scattered around that will have a day where they'll go under a pier. How do you bring all of this sort of fragmented goodwill together and harness that? That's Dr Surf's job. One of the things, he's joined the team. It's my new job. Really? (laughs) So... You're gonna, I thought you said you weren't working with KPIs anymore. Well, or no, I'm, I'm trying to do something useful. Yeah, right. And I think this is very useful. Absolutely. So um, yeah. Heidi, who, who works at Tangaroa Blue, has now uh, moved her emphasis back upstream. So I met her a couple of years ago and she's using literology in her presentations around Australia. And her connection to volunteers around the country is fantastic. And all of those different groups are all trying to do the best they can and for me, the, the big thing about this date in September is getting public acknowledgement of how we can connect. It's not about logos. It's not about who's running it. It's really about how we can collaborate to build on that goodwill. One of the things that we first discovered many, many years ago was that most people in public places in Australia do the right thing. And yet all we hear about is all of the problems and the difficulties. So all of our models of change are built on that capacity and competency of people in the community who have that goodwill. So if most people have goodwill and if most people do the right thing, where is all the litter coming from? (laughs) That's a really interesting question because it's a range of factors. And if you only count litter on the ground, you've got weather, you've got scavenging. Um, One of the phenomenons that we're seeing is a lot of cigarette butt litter as a result of people going through butt bins because of the cost of cigarettes and looking for tobacco. Right. Really? <laughs> never, one of the interesting things that came out of, of your book that I'm reading at the moment is that is there are differing opinions between people or types of people about what is rubbish. And, for example, quite a few smokers don't consider cigarette butts rubbish, mm. which I thought was quite an interesting semantic. 
Do, is there any reason given why? Well, it's fascinating because what happens is as you explore it with them, they say, well, you don't really count cigarette butts. Oh, they're compostable. Oh, it's only small. Oh, the place is already littered. Oh, well, I suppose it is littering. Oh, yeah, well, I did do it. And so what we try and do is compare what people say with what they do. So at the Sydney Olympic Games <clears throat> where we had uh, our spies in operation, we were watching to see what people would do with their rubbish. And so I would send... Uh, Dr Surf over to interview the attractive woman with the dark hair and the denim jacket and he would come back and say, oh, she's wonderful, she's never littered in her life, it's all those terrible teenagers. And then I'd compare what she'd said to the actual behavioural data. Right. And we could then tell what people were doing rather than what they were saying. And the other interesting thing was was um, there were two parks, and again, this is going back to your book, Two parks literally across the road from each other. One of them was almost pristine and the mm. other one was just this litter trap. Mm. And what was the reason for that? Well, it's fascinating because this is in uh, Sydney and they're actually connected by a pathway in between. And one is um, near a, a large, well-known takeaway food outlet and the other one is a place where families go and recreate. And so one has a lot of uh, takeaway food rubbish and a lot of scavenging from animals, and so the, the rubbish that gets left around gets spread. Then you have cats and, and ibis and a whole bunch of factors leading this park to show that no one cares about it. The same council, the same cleansing crews, the same orientation in schedules is leading to quite different results, and they're separated by maybe 30 metres. So what does that then require? Is that a partnership between the council and the, the provider? Yeah, it's, a, it's partnerships are the key to this. So your, your question before about collaboration, the thing that we know absolutely is that when you break down some of the silos and you get people in local government to work on what we call a whole-of-council approach, with industry support and with government support, then you get effective change. Mm. Let's just um, move back to World Cleanup Day, yep. uh, which you said was in mid-September. You've just come back from a, a large conference in Estonia. Yes. And just give us a sense of who's behind this. <laughs> it's a really interesting mix of um, people who invented Skype. It's got support from um, the Microsoft people. It's got the United Nations involved. It's got Captain Charles Moore, who's the guy that stood on the plastic eyes in the Southern Pacific and has done a lot of the old salty research and can link the way in which what we do on land, terrestrial habits, result in the pollution in the sea. And part of what we're now recognising is the connection between land-based prevention and um, sea uh, costs to our sea life and indeed to our, our own existence. And a lot of the conference was people from around the world concerned about that. So specifically in Australia, what are you planning to do between now and, and World Cleanup Day? Well, the first thing I did was to recruit Dr Surf <laughs> and his extensive <laughs> network. <laughs> My network of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and basically we're looking for volunteers. So what we're going to do between now and uh, September is really amp up the people who are willing to contribute. So... Um, community groups, Rotary, Scouts, um, groups who perhaps don't normally have a presence in the litter space are going to be working with those that do beach cleanups, coastal crews. We're going to try and recruit the Tangaroa Blue people. We're going to try and work with Keep Australia Beautiful. And although it's a, it's a similar theme, uh, we're not necessarily looking to uh, make one better than the other. Keep Australia Beautiful is on board. Um, the CEO there is... is uh, uh, contributing, Keep Victoria Beautiful, uh, part of it as well. So we're looking for as many environmental and non-environmental groups
groups to come on board. We're going to go out to industry as well and we've got a, a student on board from Melbourne University to help us to recruit and really the thing that we're now looking to do is to build that presence and involvement from the community. What are you going to be looking to industry to do? Well, one of the things when we've done reached out to industry is there's people who work in industry settings who are actually concerned about how clean their space is. So on clean-up day, they may well contribute to the local park. They may look outside their own uh, industrial settings. They might go and work in down in coastal areas. So it's a golden opportunity for industry to get some eco-credentials and, and stand up and a- be part a- of this. Absolutely. And people on board in those places are part of the community. Mm. And that's where your engagement and your collaboration becomes important. So we're putting together a team. We're raising the profile. We've got Take Three from the Sea on board. We've got a whole range of groups that do cleanups in those small areas, trying on this day not just to clean up, I've actually got a role as international ambassador for knowledge because I've been saying to them, clean up by itself isn't enough. We've got to do more than that and we've got to build in some sustainable outcomes. And so Captain Surf, uh, Dr Surf, will be uh, just increased your status. Hooray. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, got a promotion. Um, and we'll be looking at uh, getting people on board and helping to encourage them around Victoria. And in each state, we've got uh, Byron Shire, for example, are on board, Balogen's on board. So we've been working with people through something I just want to briefly mention, which is a, a thing called the CASI Award. And that's an award for women working in the environment that we give uh, every year to uh, support them in small community efforts. So we're going to use that network as well to help promote uh, environmental sustainable outcomes. We're going to have to hook you up with tra- uh, Captain Trash as well. I don't know if you've come across Captain oh, Trash. The baykeeper. Also known Neil. as Neil Blake. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if Neil's listening, you're on my list, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to catch up with you. The recruiting starting. Yeah, nice. Excellent. Well, I think I think that wraps it up for now, but I'm sure we'll uh, find time to get you back in before September. There's all sorts of other things I want to talk to you about. So well, thanks so much for coming in, Dr Garbage. Great pleasure, okay, Dr Rob. Surf. First day of the end of daylight saving, which is a long way of saying we're back to normal, normal time. <laughs> if you're waking up and thinking, hang on. This isn't right. You this get an isn't extra radiotherapy. Hour in bed. That's right. You've managed to catch us, and then you'll get radiotherapy shortly. Um, in a minute, we're going to be joined in studio by Paul Burke and Cam Venn to talk about their show for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival called Attack of the Plastic Time Monsters. Quick uh, plug, and then we'll put on a track and get them in. Um, we've just been speaking with Rob Kernow about global attempts to resolve this uh, terrible and growing litter problem. Um, so a big plug for what's coming up. This is Tangaroa Blue, uh, who Rob mentioned, and Katmandu. They've got some clean-up events coming up uh, April 15 in Perth, Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney. So this is a second joint clean-up to help protect environment and promote awareness on the issues of marine debris. If you want to go along, you can. Uh, you need to register. And there is a page, which we will put on our Facebook page, Katmandu Summit Club Volunteering page. But just to put this one on your books, in your diaries, uh, 15th of April from 1 till 3, West Gate Park in Port Melbourne is the Melbourne event. Great. There you go. Sounds good. Let's have some music, Dr. Surf. What's coming up now? Um, this is some more gospel um, bluegrass. This one's Alison Krauss and Gillian Welsh. I'll fly away. <laughs> And welcome back. You're on Triple R. This is Radio Marinara. The time's 9.34, not 10.34. And you just listened to I'll Fly Away by, by Alison Krauss and 
Gillian Welsh, and that's from the Oh Brother, We're Out There soundtrack. Thanks, Dr Sue. That's a pleasure. Nice. Look, I'm getting further away from the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, the warning bells are ringing and the message is clear. The oceans of the world are in deep trouble. Temperatures rising, so is acidification, and there's massive and growing plastic pollution. Lucky for us, two mates have been sent back in time to save a world from total annihilation. Sven and Sven are going to deliver a message to the people of Earth that will change the course of history and save the oceans. The only trouble is there are two plastic time monsters hot on their trail. Attack of the Plastic Time Monsters is a fast-paced theatrical comedy that raises awareness about littering and ocean health. It's something the whole family can both be horrified by and enjoy in equal measure, and it's on this week as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. To tell us all about it, a big marinara welcome to Paul Burke and Cam Venn. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming in. That was great. Did we write that? I don't remember writing that. Excellent. Well, that's what you're going to be doing because we've told everyone that now. That's the the truth. Yeah. So Attack of the Plastic Time Monsters. Monsters. That sounds scary. Where did the idea come from? Um, well, we, I did a lot of work with a company called Vox Bandicoot for years who do sustainability theatre. Um, and through that, I, I made some connections and uh, Werribee River Association approached me and said, look, we need a show about plastic in the ocean. And I was like, well, I don't have one, but um, we can do that. <laughs> so... Um, Instantly I called Paul because, you know, he's the one to do this stuff with um, and we just started making a show about, yeah. we. I, I mean, we wanted to make a crazy adventure sort of time travel show and that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and we th- I mean, the name we just thought sounds really like those old 1940s mm. kind of monster like Attack of Mars or, yeah. you know, like a, Attack Revenge of the, of the Giant Tomatoes. Or, you know, yeah. Like, um, yeah, so we yeah. thought, oh, this will catch their attention. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's sort of, from what I've read, bits, you know, elements of Back to the Future and Doctor mm. Who and, and, yeah. um, and as you said, the B-grade sci-fis. Yeah, yeah. We've, we, yeah, we've really tried to follow a bit of a, like, like an 80s movie almost formula yeah. or something like that with yeah. how, how it all sort of comes together and it's very... It's very cartoon-like, mm, very cartoon mm. logic in the show. So we, it's re- very fast-paced and fun, and mm. and just. Um, but yeah, we've got that we've classic got, villain and yeah, classic villains. Yeah. And, yeah, two idiots who have to save the world. <laughs> yeah. this, this is a family-friendly show. It is and totally family-friendly. Wanted to really mention that because the school holidays are coming up as well. Well, they've started, mm. um, and so uh, how did you, how did you go from having this concept to suddenly finding yourselves on the books for the International Comedy Festival? Well, we we did it a lot in schools last year. That's kind of yeah, we did we did that a lot. And then Paul was like, "We should do the comedy fest." Yeah. And, and then yeah, it happened. And it's been a great res- like we haven't even started the season and we're nearly pretty much sold out. Like there's a few tickets left on Tuesday and Saturday, but um mm. Yeah, so we're doing the comedy festival. All right. Let's get to the actual story. So Sven and Sven, what's their plan to change history? How did you come up with the names? <laughs> well, I mean, question. you know, like, I mean, for us, it's kind of like with, with theatre and our training, we both met each other through a love of clown theatre. So mm. we, we knew that. And um, and so then we both sort of got that sort of eth- uh, theory with theatre that we just want it to be, if it's fun for us, then it's going to be fun for an audience. And so mm. we got in there and we started mucking around. And That's we it. came up with Sven <laughs> and then we went, it's the funniest thing if you're called Sven as well. Because yeah. no, like, you, you both look so much alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sven, the, Sven, no they, relation. They, they, yeah. they don't. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> For people listening, of course, yeah. we're not visual media. All the best stuff, like, just came from us, like, literally yeah. mucking around and just being stupid and, and laughing and then going, all right. We that's, were like, that's what they're basing the whole show on now. <laughs> and so we sort of knew the messages we wanted to have and we were mm. like, but we've got to make this fun. Um, or oh, we've got to make this fun so it's so that it's going to take people for right. So we went, what's going to be fun for us? And then slowly mixing the message and the and the, the fun stuff mm. together. So, mm-hmm. so where have Sven and Sven come from and where have they gone back to in time? They're from the future. From oh, the right. Future. Okay, yes, of course. Yeah, and and the have they come back to the present day or have you gone back a little wow, further? Wow, that's kind of the thing. It's All like right. So it, it, <laughs> to not give too much away, not yeah, too no. many spoilers, but... They're basically they've been searching for Atlantis, the lost city. Like they're deep sea explorers, and that's their passion. They've just been searching, searching, and they find it, but it's been overrun by these plastic monsters. Right. So like all the plastic bags have mutated into you know in the future, and they've taken over the world basically. Mm. Um, so they figure the best way to stop it is to go back, like Rob was talking about prevention, yeah, you know, and actually stop it before it all happens so mm. you know, stop using so much plastic now are we able to have a little example of, <laughs> um because um, i know you've there's a rap we've got a rap or we've a got rap. a song about atlantis what do you want to so, do let's do the rap we're gonna do the rap okay we'll do the rap and i'll do the little intro that we do at the start of the, <laughs> okay. Okay. the show so yeah. here we go <clears throat> here we go this might be a bit sketchy but we'll do it <laughs> okay oh yeah ladies and gentlemen welcome welcome Welcome, welcome, you are welcome, <laughs> welcome to today's performance of Attack of the Plastic Time Monsters, written and directed by Sven and Sven, performed by Sven and Sven, based on real life experiences that really happened to Sven and Sven. The time is now. The year is now a very important time and turning point for the history of humanity and the very survival of the planet Earth, 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 Earth. <laughs> Our names are Sven. We're back again from the future, but our journey just began. Hold on to your socks. It's a paradox and the ticking of clocks will make your heart stop. Marine biologist, geologist, ecologist is quite a long list, but you, you get, get the, the gist. gist. We're on a mission, not asking for permission, but not asking you to sign a, a petition. petition. It's drastic, this plastic condition. It's time to take action, it's time for a decision. So get on board Wim Hof, a deep sea explorer, this is our show. We hope it doesn't bore ya. Word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so that set the scene. I dropped the mic, but it's attached to like a <laughs> springy lamp holder thing. That's okay. where we get you know, a lot of respect from the kids when they yeah, go, well, yeah. They're actually legit rappers. That's when we dab. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sven and Sven and they end up in um, end up in Atlantis. Mm. And we... then travel all through, back through time, you know, there's dinosaurs. Yeah. There's and we've like... actually collaborated as well with another company that I work for with or with called Trash Puppets. And so mm. we do stuff in, like, festivals and schools on sustainability and get kids using their hands and making stuff out of things from the recycling bin. Mm. So Jess uh, Knight, who is um, the sort of artistic director of that company, she collaborated with us to make puppets. So we've got all these puppets mm. made out of plastic. and Yeah, basically and the whole and set and props and everything are made from rubbish and recycled yeah. oh, bits awesome. and pieces. Yeah, so, so, and, so, cool. yeah, so 
trash puppets is a lot about um, yeah the like reuse and recycle and you know and and that sort of stuff as well. So mm. we're it's kind of yeah it's a good, it's a nice little sort of so like in look, we've got a lot of support from those guys. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Hey, can we go to your song? Oh. Okay, so in the show... We, we don't want to give too yeah. many spoilers away, yeah, but yeah. just a little sample yeah, yeah. of the song. Yeah. We'll yeah. do the song. Um, so, we so just got made a, a fresh beat made for this one. Yeah, we've just... Yes, this is fresh off the press. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so we've just, we've just seen on screen that there's a, a, a something... Coordinate zero zero one... Zero zero one alpha. Yeah, zero zero one alpha. Could it be? Could this be it? Atlantis. Atlantis. Let's go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Here we go. I'm doing visual things. We're going to Atlantis, Atlantis, Atlantis. 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 The people are fish and the fish are people. The people are fish and the fish are people. The people are fish and the fish are people. The people of Atlantis are fish people. Fish people. They are fish people. We're going to Atlantis, Atlantis, Atlantis. We're going to Atlantis, Atlantis, Atlantis. We're going to Atlantis, Atlantis, Atlantis. We're going to Atlantis, 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 Atlantis. Now, it's not a musical. But <laughs> 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 it is now. Yeah, there's only that's the only two songs. In the oh, whole no spoilers! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's heaps of songs. Yeah, maybe. it's a musical. Maybe. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, We're going to give us. you a big plug now and um, and put a track on because we've um, also got Ed and Kelly who are going to come in and talk mm. about their Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And I know you guys have been chatting in the green room too. Yeah. So yeah. we got they're excited. Their show sounds amazing. I thought it was yeah. Johnny Depp. We did double take too. So Attack of the Plastic Time Monsters running this week, um, Tuesday the third to Saturday the seventh of April at La Mama Courthouse. And you were saying that um, some of the shows are sold out, but there's still tickets left for which yeah, shows? Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is sold out. Um, but Tuesday, I think there's like maybe like 10 tickets left and then Saturday. And Saturday we might be going to put on an extra show. So yeah. it might be at 11 a.m. and then a 1 p.m. one as well. If, mm. if So that's another possibility. Mm. Great. And show runs for about 55 minutes. La Mama Courthouse, 349 Drummond Street, Carlton. All tickets are $20. Good luck. Thank you. Sounds like you're going to have an awesome, awesome, what do we say? Do we say chookers? Uh, sure. Chookers. <laughs> chookers. chookers. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. Break, break an egg. Excellent. Break an egg. No. <laughs> break, break an egg. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having us. We've been speaking with Paul Burke and Cam Van about tack, Attack of the Plastic Time Monsters and we'll put um, those details on the Radio Marinara Facebook page. It's Now, uh, we've uh, often said here on Radio Marinara that no comedy festival worth its salt is complete without some pirate antics. We're very pleased to say that the 2018 Melbourne International Comedy 
Festival is as salty as they come with the production Dead Men Tell No Jokes, a rollicking and rocking send-up of adventure and tyranny on the high seas. The evil Captain Salad Bar, Salad Bar, not Sandbar, has plans to rule the Caribbean seas, but he's evil and that's probably not a good idea. Can Captain Jake Spanner and his crew stop him? Is there somehow a Kraken involved? We hope so. So to answer these questions and assure us that good triumphs over evil, we welcome to Radio Marinara and Triple R, Ed Dollister and Kelly Clifford. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks thanks so much. Here. Thanks for coming in. A pleasure. Dead men tell no jokes. That's right. Though we actually do. Well, we have one dead person in the show and they don't tell any jokes, but we tell lots of jokes. Lots of jokes, puns are plenty, all pirate-based, and there is a kraken as well, yes. Yeah? Where yeah, absolutely. A, where does a kraken come in? Well, right at the end. It's, okay. I don't want to give away too much, no. but it's very exciting. There is a, actually, if you've ever been to the Butterfly Club, it's very small, and we've got eight cast members and a kraken on stage. <laughs> so it's uh, it, you, we pack a lot into that little theatre. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Let's start with the evil Captain Salad Bar. Talk us through his evilness and his dastardly plans. Well, Captain Salad Bar, we're, we're doing a bit of a riff of the latest Pirates of the Caribbean uh, show. If you haven't seen the Pirates movies, it doesn't really matter. There's, you know, everyone loves Pirates. But uh, Captain Salad Bar, he's been after Captain Jake Spanner uh, for many years. They crossed paths when he was but a young pirate and uh, he wants to take revenge on all pirates. So he's a really nice villain with really bad dermatitis. <laughs> And that becomes part of the challenge for him, I guess. It does. It's very tough to uh, keep your skin, you know, nice, uh, you know, fifty fathoms below the uh, below the ocean. I think so. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, um, I have to ask this question. Of course, radio is not a visual medium, but you're very much looking the part of Captain Jack Spanner, Jack Sparrow. Yes. I, yes. Well, I, 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 I'm a method actor. No, I, um, <laughs> I, um, I actually do Jack Sparrow gigs uh, on the Sea Road ferries and things like that. Oh, and right. we've, so I've been doing that for quite a while. And uh, through um, our, sh- our company, Comic, Comic Genius Productions, we've done sort of uh, riffs on uh, Robin Hood and then the James Bond series. And I thought, well, it's a natural to do pirates. Uh, and I love dressing up as a pirate. I look like a pirate every day. So, um, so that, that, that's sort of why. But, um, yeah, we, we're really happy with uh, we've got you know, rich costumes, we've got lots of sets and uh, and we all look pretty authentic, even the rum. <laughs> Is the rum authentic? Well, after the show. <laughs> right. After the show. So now you've got all the nautical myths present. Um, you've got undead pirates, yes. sea mermaids yes. and even a, a kraken that we've already mentioned. How do you fit all of that on stage? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of... Uh, it's like Tetris, right. really, on stage, <laughs> and uh, we have to plan it a little bit. And there's a few times where we're really just all packed on stage at once. It's very presentational acting style, but uh, it's it's a little bit tight. But it's good. It's good fun, isn't it, Kelly? Fabulous fun, and so much, um, so many people on stage, and so many jokes, just one after the other. But I was going to say, Ed, did you want to me- mention our shark? Oh, we've also got a shark. We've got right. Shark Norris, um, <laughs> which. And Ethel Mermaid, they're our, yes. they're our two. Yes. That sort of sets the bar, I suppose, for uh, what, our, uh, what our jokes are at. But, um, yeah, so we've got a hammerhead shark live on stage as mm. well who is living and breathing and, uh, yeah, it's great fun. He's hard actually to fit on stage because he's got an actual hammerhead <laughs> shark. Yeah, Everyone has to duck around him. So You've almost got, it sounds like almost a lineup from a Marine Roller Derby team. <laughs> that, oh, I like that. That would be kind of good. No roller skates though. No. Oh, my gosh. That's a disaster <laughs> waiting to happen. And don't forget the sword fighting. Oh, yeah, sword fighting. 
fighting too. We've got every pirate thing that you can think of. We've thrown it here, even shadow puppets. And to keep with the uh, recycling theme, um, all our jokes are recycled as well. <laughs> so... <laughs> I've been to the Butterfly Club. It is very small. It is. We're in the upstairs room, which is yeah. a little bit bigger. Um, we do have, you know, digital projection as well. And see, we've got effects. a song as well and everything like that. So uh, we try and pack as much in uh, to make it like a, a mockbuster, like a, you're watching a movie on stage, albeit a pretty low-budget one. So um, you've got um, – we, we had a little chat via texting yesterday, yes. Ed, and you mentioned um, a Hamilton-inspired song. Yes. Talk us through Hamilton for listeners out there who aren't familiar with Hamilton, and I've got to say I'm only familiar with Hamilton through my now 13-year-old son. It's his birthday today. I've got, used, got to get used to calling him 13. <laughs> but um, the kids are nuts about Hamilton. Oh, my gosh. Um, tell, it's tell us a, about Hamilton. Yeah, certainly. It's a musical uh, that opened probably about two years ago on Broad, Broadway by by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and it took the Tony Awards by storm. The tickets, um, like the average ticket price is about $1,000 still after running. We were lucky enough not to spend $2,000. We were in the restricted view seats. uh, We saw it last year. And I was looking at the costumes going, you know what? Our um, character, uh, Commodore Holden, uh, he... (laughs) Good. Thank you. Excellent. Um, he, he sort of looked like the character out of um, out of Hamilton. I thought, wouldn't it be good to do a musical number? Because we haven't really sort of done a whole a whole cast number. So I thought, well, let's do it and take a little bit of a riff. It's not the exact song, but it's close enough. And that's just a nod for our musical theatre, uh, you know, friends who are going to come and see it. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's great fun. I was just going to say, it's a rapping style, it isn't is it? Rapping that's style, what the appeal yeah. of Hamilton is, is all the songs are rap-based. That's so right. So kind of talk singing. Yeah, so this is uh, not mm. Alexander Hamilton, it's Captain Jake Spanner. To avoid, you know, the legal ramifications <laughs> from Disney and Lynn manuel Miranda as well. And um, we were talking about whether you could give us a preview, but you're saying it's an entire cast. It's an entire cast. That's when we've got all eight cast members on stage. And uh, I, I, I couldn't do it. Like the guys before us who were absolutely fantastic, I couldn't, I couldn't do it justice. But ours isn't a musical either, just to let you know, <laughs> just with one song. Now, um, Sean McAuliffe said of your show, words, words such as brilliant and hilarious do not even come close to describing this show, nor for that matter do the words gazebo or Rastafarian. <laughs> That's what probably do, what, funnier than our show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what do you think he meant by that? Well, I just think, I, I, I think it's indescri- our show is quite indescribable. I think you, uh, you're... You're not expecting that many characters. You're not expecting... We've got um, shadow puppets on stage. We've got all these larger-than-life characters in such a tiny space in 50 minutes, and we do an entire almost like two-and-a-half-hour Pirates of the Caribbean movie on stage, and I think people are going, wow, I didn't expect that. And I was going to say, don't forget all the costumes and the wigs oh, yes, and we've the got makeup also multiple, and the We've got multiple costume, multiple characters... Oh, there's a lot happening. There's I'm, a lot I'm starting on. to feel exhausted just talking about it. Brilliant. So it starts tomorrow, Monday, yes. the 2nd yeah. of April, runs through till next Sunday, the 8th of April. That's correct. At Butterfly Club. Tickets are $32 or 28 concession. And they're late afternoon performances? Yes, 5.30pm. So it's a fantastic time if you're um, coming up, uh, you know, see our show work. and then have some dinner or and then... There's so much on. It's a wonderful time to be in Melbourne at the Comedy Festival. Um, and it's a family-friendly show. We're not aimed at kids, but as we say, it's a you know a family comedy that's rated R. But kids can go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, really looking forward to... I'm, I'm going to make sure I get along and um, and take my kids because they're into all things pirates. They'll absolutely love it. Oh, great. Thank you Fantastic. very much. Yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. Um, that almost brings us to the end of Radio Marinara. Um, Rob, we've still got you here in studio. 
something we forgot to mention before when you were here. Uh, just a special uh, promotion for Triple R listeners. I'm just going to move your mic oh, around. Thank you. Yes, I'm getting closer to the mic. Um, for Triple R listeners, the book Literology, Understanding the Secrets of Clean Public Places and Littering Behaviour, I think that's what it's called, is available on Smashwords absolutely free for the next month and it's something that we may well use for some of these acts um, after the show. Yeah, we've had already had a little bit of getting together in the green room and there's all sorts of collab... We were talking about collaboration. It's been and a wonderful theme. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Dr Surf. I'm going to swing the mic back to you. We've been doing a bit of mic sharing this morning. <laughs> um, thanks to uh, all our guests today, uh, to Rob Curnow, who's been talking about literology and World Cleanup Day, uh, to uh, Paul Burke and Cam Venn uh, about Attack of the Plastic Time Monsters and um, just now Ed Dollister and Kelly Clifford about Dead Men Tell No Jokes. Have yourselves um, a wonderful Sunday, Easter Sunday, 1st of April. It's April Fool's Day, no joke. Um, radiotherapy uh, coming in to take you through till 11 o'clock when the Einstein A Go Go crew will take you through till 12. And uh, look, have a great Easter Sunday and go nuts and eat as much chocolate as you can. That's always my, uh, that's what I like to do. And next week, um, Anth will be in the show, uh, in the program, um, and as well as Rex Hunter. All right, have a great Easter Sunday and we'll catch you next week. Bye for now. This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.